0: Our Old Testament reading today is from the familiar book of Psalms, a very beloved and often memorized passage from the 23rd Psalm. Let's hear these words. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with us. Your rod and your staff, they comfort us. You prepare a table before us in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Here ends the reading. The
1: New Testament. Lesson for this Sunday in Lent is from the Gospel of John, the ninth chapter. Walking down the street, Jesus saw a man, blind from birth. His disciples asked, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, causing him to be born blind? Jesus said, You're asking the wrong question. You're looking for someone to blame. There is no such cause and effect here. Look instead for what God can do. We need to be energetically at work for the one who sent me here, working while the sun shines. When night falls, the workday is over. As long as I am in the world, there is plenty of light, for I am the world's light. He said this, and then he spit in the dust, made a clay paste with the saliva, rubbed the paste on the blind man's eyes, and said, Go wash in the pool of Siloam. Now, Siloam means sent. So the man went and washed in the water of Jesus who was sent and he saw. Soon the town was buzzing. His relatives and those who year after year had seen him as a blind man begging, were now saying, why isn't this man we knew who sat here begging, how could he now see? Others said it isn't even him. But he said, it's me. It's me, I'm the one. And they said, Well, how did your eyes get open? A man named Jesus made a paste and rubbed it on my eyes and told me, Go to Salome and wash. And I did what he said. And when I washed in that water, I was given sight. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, this message is, of course, awash in its current context. So, to begin with the obvious, these are extraordinary times in our world and in our personal lives. From the macro level of global systems and ecologies, to the most personal and interior of experiences, the ripples of C nineteen rock every boat, whether mildly or frighteningly. And our reactions to these still unfolding events are as valid, I mean as as varied as is the image of God in all of us across the human race. So I cannot stand here and tell you what to think or how to feel, but it is my turn to share some thoughts. I invite us to pray first. Lord God, in this time and in this hour, we pray that your word will speak to us and that your spirit will guide us and strengthen us. In Christ's name, amen. So the crisis the Gospel of John gives us this morning is blindness, The inability to see. Or more broadly, it is the reality of a baby who was born with a disability, who we now meet as a young adult, who has asked for nothing from Jesus, but who is nevertheless given sight by Jesus, and for all of his good fortune, is now being threatened with excommunication from the community that reared him. That community, think about it, they have known the family since he was born, they supported his parents, they comforted them, they may have raised money through bake sales or flour sales to try to support his special needs. They wanted to help him They may have donated to him as he begged by the side of the street, but all along the way, they were also wondering who sinned? Whose fault is it? What went wrong? Who's responsible? And now they refuse to accept the possibility that God might use Jesus to heal him to actually restore or give him sight. Hence the pandemic. It is, it turns out in this story in John, that being blind is apparently transmitted socially through attitudes and prejudices and fears and religious certainties and a different kind of social distancing than the one that we must practice. And we must practice it now, for that is an act of love and responsibility. But in the story, the kind of social distancing we see looks for simple answers to complex problems of human suffering, looks for someone to blame, sees God as a cosmic judge who notices our worst moments and meets out sentences according to the book, the kind of social distancing that knows that it knows the truth, and yet is not ready to see the differently abled person in their midst as anything but either a perpetrator or a victim, certainly not as brother or sister. We have heard that crisis seems to draw forth from us the worst and the best in humanity. Jesus says, stop asking abstract moral questions and get busy doing the work of God in the world. For the healing of the world is God's mission a purpose to which Jesus is committed and to which he calls us. We are in a highly teachable moment, sisters and brothers. One observer noted, depth is being forced on us by our suffering, which always leads to great love. I know that many of you are experiencing this suffering, and this love, and this depth of life. Our feelings of anxiety, dislocation, loss of control, insecurity are reasonable. We must not run from them, in fact, Our suffering leads us into a deeper solidarity with those who are our neighbors. In the midst of this, some of you have found community in new ways. You are relating to your family differently, maybe more on a feeling level, more authentic. You have the time to be together. You have noticed your neighborhood even as it shrinks around you. We have all become thankful for people we took for granted, healthcare workers and first responders, teachers and gas station attendants and government workers. We are all realizing what really matters by looking at what we have and at what we are denied having at this time. Never has it been made so clear that our lives are deeply and irresistibly connected, like it or not, across every border, just as all the stars in the sky in their movement are connected, as everything else in all of creation is interdependent. And so the private and personal choices we make really are never private and just personal. We gather here today on this fourth Sunday of Lent and we really cannot claim to know too much. As the blind man admitted, all I know is I was blind, and then I met a man named Jesus, and now I can see. In effect, he was saying, the Lord is now my shepherd, I shall not want, and no social pandemic or upheaval, nor threat of excommunication or other harm will deter me from seeing with new eyes. It will be a good thing if we can look back on this time and see how God is using these extraordinary events to bring us to core affirmations. One, that our normal life, our normal gatherings, our normal responsibilities should never be taken for granted. They are indeed a gift. Second, that we are our brothers and sisters keepers and our well-being will always be attached to the wholeness and justice and thriving on every planet and in every ocean. And finally, that neither health nor virus Neither things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love and the shepherding of God in Christ Jesus. Amen.